Hi, I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on systems in speaking. Have you ever heard someone deliver a really good speech where they've not been reading from a script or they've not been relying too heavily on the presentation or the slides and you've just thought, wow, I'd love to be able to give like an off-the-cuff ad hoc speech just like them? like watching Barack Obama, who's delivering like a presidential speech, or Emily Watson delivering one of her UN speeches, where they just seem so relaxed, so knowledgeable, and like it's almost effortless. Or have you ever been to see a comedian who just made you laugh from start to finish and thought like, how are they so naturally funny? How are they so quick-witted? Like Billy Connolly regaling an audience with a funny story, or Jimmy Carr when he's responding to a heckler with just really quick retorts. I've definitely been in the position wondering how do they do it and I wish that I could too but it actually took for me attending public speaking training to realise that it wasn't just this natural innate ability that they really if ever give ad hoc speeches some of the best speeches ever delivered some of the funniest stand-up comedians some of the funniest acts have been completely scripted or at least systemized completely And it is so true that speaking is a system. The best speeches are those that are delivered using a tried and tested system with the right dosage of information, the perfect balance of emotion, the correct measures of humour and the right amount of content and information. And that's where the creation of the speaker system of unlimited success is your best ally. So in episode two of the Presented Pitching and Public Speaking podcast, I actually stated like a a mini intro to the 28-step system, but my main focus in that particular episode was on the Pentagon, which if you recall is the what, the why, the how, the what if, and the when. And I've previously mentioned that I actually think it's one of the most important, if not the most important part of the system and the most important part of your speech. But the system, that's just one small section to this system. And in this episode, I'm going to be giving a more detailed insight into the 28-step speaker system. So if you've got the opportunity to, if you're writing down notes, if you're you're documenting things down now, it will really, really work in your favour. Because what I'm going to do is give you an overview of the 28-step system used by Unlimited Success that has generated in excess of £30 million in speaker sales. Let me just reiterate that to you again. It's generated in excess of £30 million in speaker sales. So if it works well enough for unlimited success, it's what all of my presentations are delivered, utilising it is the best tool in your armoury. So I'm going to break down because the, the 28 steps are actually broken down into various sections that when they all come together, that's when they create the perfect speech. So there's some key elements that need to be delivered in the right order. But there's also some smaller parts of it that when you're delivering it, your listeners won't even notice that they're there. Things like the elegant bridges or the individual little components and elements that make up the river that runs through it elegantly, undetected by the untrained eye. Because speaking is an art form. During this episode, I'm going to be identifying each of those individual components of the 28 Steps. And what I'll do is in future episodes, I'm going to do a deeper dive into each of those relevant parts. So I don't know if you've ever seen the imagery, if you've ever been to one of our expert speaker discovery days on one of our webinars, then you may have seen the visual of the speaker system. But I'm going to break it down. So if you're writing notes down, you might want to write these down now. Because within the system, there are seven main parts. And these consist of 
the big entrance, earn the honour, Pentagon Part 1, story, Pentagon Part 2, the elegant sales formula, and the close. I'll reiterate those and then we'll do a, a, a deeper dive into each one. The big entrance, earn the honour, Pentagon Part 1, story, Pentagon Part 2, elegant sales formula, and the close. So let's just do a brief overview of each of those parts. The big entrance. The big entrance is exactly what it says. Ultimately, it is. You start and as you mean to go on. So when you enter, if you're given an introduction, say you're doing a delivery speech on a stage and you're given an introduction, the big entrance is where you get all eyes onto you, where you set the tone from the start of your speech. And there are right and wrong ways to do this. And if you imagine that you're being introduced to stage, they introduce Mr. or Mrs. Speaker and you just meander slowly to the stage, not making eye contact, maybe your head's down. You slowly clamber up onto the stage and then you make eye contact with your audience. That's going to set a really low tone from the start. But you can take it too far the other way because if you run onto the stage and you've got huge wide open arms and you're laughing and cheering and shouting, maybe it's going to set the tone a little bit too high. So it's finding the right balance. So in your big big entrance, what we say that you should do is you should arrive at the apex of the applause. So people are giving you your round of applause. You've got the clapping. And a round of applause starts slower, reaches a crescendo and then slows down again. You want to be arriving right at the apex of the applause. When everyone's at the height of their applause, that's when you want to arrive to the stage. You make eye contact with your audience, you smile, and you set the tone from the start. That's your big entrance, and that's step one of the system. The next of the seven main components is earn the honour. Now, this is all about your authority as a speaker, and you effectively providing your audience with your right to be there while you're delivering your speech. Now, we briefly covered this in episode 18 of the podcast, where we talked about your authority as a speaker. The simplest way for me to give you a concise introduction and to earn the honour is to give your results with humility. So if you're being introduced to a stage, you take the applause, you smile, you set the tone with your big entrance... If you've never spoken to those people before, if you've got no rapport with that audience, if those potential clients don't know who you are, you have to answer the question in their minds immediately, which is, who are you and why should I listen to you? Now, the duration of your earn the honour can depend completely on how long your speech is, but as a, a basic overview, it is a summary of your results with humility. So it could be, I've achieved X, Y, Z in the last three years, And effectively, you're answering the question in your audience mind of why should I listen to you? So say, for example, I'm introduced to an expert speaker discovery stage. I walk onto stage, I smile, I take the applause, I set the tone from the start and I give a brief introduction to myself. So thank you so much for having me here. My name's Tony and I'm going to be sharing with you how public speaking can absolutely change your life. That's exactly what it's done for me in the last four and a half years. Whilst being a a public speaker, I have earned hundreds of thousands of pounds, made a massive difference to my confidence and to my other businesses around public speaking. That's just a very brief introduction into it. But ultimately, it is just a brief intro 
into why should anyone listen to you? So you'll notice that there were a few results in there. Maybe it's a monetary result of how much you've earned. Maybe it's how many clients that you've got. Something that is ideally measurable. If it's not measurable, it needs to at least be something that is ultimately a claim that can be backed up. So your results with humility. That's step two of the seven steps of the main parts of the system. Now, the next step is Pentagon part one. And in episode two of the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast, when I'd done a brief introduction into the speaker system, I focused on the Pentagon. And when that was delivered, the Pentagon was a whole. When you take it to the next level and we go to the expert speaker revolution levels where we cover this system over a five-day period, we actually break the Pentagon down into two parts. Pentagon part one is the delivery of the what, the why, and the how sections. And then you actually move away from that section. So Pentagon part one is what, what you're going to be talking about, why, which is the features and the benefits as we've covered in episode two, and the start of your how, which is the step-by-step guide, how to achieve the same as you have. Now, at this point, you actually move away from your Pentagon and move into the next stage, which is stage four of the seven main components, which is your story. Now, episode four of the podcast covered your story, but in a nutshell, it is where you connect with your audience through your own story and through creating emotion, whether that be an excitement, whether it be sadness, whether it be joy, whether it be whatever the emotion is that you're trying to convey. Your story is how you will convey that message. Because if you remember in previous episodes, I will have used the phrase previously, and I'm going to mention it again, people don't care unless they know that you care. And ultimately you want to be relating to your audience. You want your audience to see you as a similar person, but with a special process, which is the system that we're focusing on right now. So your story is where you'll share a mini story where you'll connect with your audience, maybe sharing highs and lows or the overcoming of of any adversities that you've had. Because quite often your audience members will be you a few years previously. There'll be people who have maybe wanted to go into the business or the field that you're currently in and they're looking up to you as a mentor, as a guide. It might be people who are looking for a way out of a particular scenario or situation that maybe you face something similar. So sharing that story will really, really connect with your audience. And through that story and through that emotion, you can then build upon the rapport that you've already previously built in the big entrance, the earn the honor and Pentagon part one. So that stage four is your story. Stage five is Pentagon part two. So this is actually the remainder of the Pentagon from earlier on. So earlier on, we've covered the what, the why, and part of the how. Then we've taken a sidestep out into your story, and then you'll step back in to Pentagon part two, and you'll tail it off at the end of the how and move on to what if and when. If you need a quick recap of the Pentagon as a whole, it is what, why, how, what if, and when. And when you cover the when part, you've covered the final part of that uh, that piece of your jigsaw puzzle. Because we've started with our big entrance, we've moved to earn the honour, you've done your Pentagon part one, you've moved into your story, you've done Pentagon part two, then you'll move on to your elegant sales formula. And this is where you're going to be making your offer. So remember, people don't care unless they know that you care. So if you're selling a product or a service, 
you're going to need to provide the value first and connect with your audience. And that's what those previous five steps are the main elements of the system are designed to achieve. So your elegant sales formula will be where you convey your message, where you make your offer, where you offer your product or your service or the item that you're selling that you want people to buy. That's step six of the seven main steps. And finally, you're moving to the close. And this is such an important part of the delivery because it's where you're closing your speech. And that can be with like a mini speech or thanking your audience or offering any final nuggets of information or answering any of those outstanding questions or queries that people have to ultimately create and finalize your delivery. So let me recap those seven main steps. You have the big entrance where you set the tone. The earn the honor, your results with humility. Pentagon part one consisted of what, why, and how. Moving into your story where you create the connection through emotion. Moving back out to your Pentagon part two, the remainder of how, your what if, and your when. And then your elegant sales formula, making your offering of your product or your service. And finally, the close. Now that is the main part of the system, the seven main steps in a nutshell, but that is only a really small part of the entire system. So in addition to that, we've got four main breakout sections of your speech. Again, I'll just give you a quick overview of each of these. And in later episodes of the podcast, I'll do deep dives of each of these. So of the four main breakout sections, your first one is your big why. This is focusing on why you, why people should listen to you, why them, why it benefits the audience members, all of the whys, so why your information, why your content. The big whys is the part that fills in the gaps in your audience head to create the bigger picture. And that's a breakout section from the main sections, usually comes around the Pentagon part. And then we have something that is known, the second additional breakout section, as the VIPs. So if you're making notes, you'll want to write these down. The V stands for visual. The I for inoculate. The P for personal. And the S for your seeds. So this will all be usually as a part of your story. So making it visual. I've touched upon this in episode four when I focused on your story, that when you're telling a story, quite often people will tell it in a really bland version. Whereas if you make it visual, if you set the scene, people can actually see themselves in that scenario. People can imagine themselves in that story. The I is the inoculate, which is where you overcome the objections. So many of us, when we hear other people speak or we're watching um, people delivering on stage, we think they can do it, but I can't do it too. Well, they've achieved X, Y, Z, I can't. So this is the part of your delivery in your breakout section where you inoculate and overcome those objections. So that is identifying and overcoming the, the issues that people foresee. The P of the VIP stands for personal. And again, your story really, really creates that connection because if you're telling people scenarios that have happened in your life, something that's real life happened to you, the excitement or the sadness or whatever the emotion is that you're trying to convey, your audience members will connect more to you. It builds you much more of a rapport. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes when talking about selling, people buy into people. So if people want to buy your products or your services, quite often they'll buy it just because they like you, just because they connect with you. So the P stands for personal. And the S stands for seeds. And seeds are where you plant those little ideas into people's heads of you can do it too. Um, it might be that you're 
doing what we call future pacing. So you're seeding what the product or service is that you're going to offer to them later on. That is step two of the breakout sections, your VIPs, visual, inoculate, personal, and seeds. Another one of the breakout sections, which sometimes people don't add into their speeches, uh, is what's known as a decoy. And the decoy is ultimately a bonus that many people offer at the end of their speech to create a desire and a need in their clients. It's usually something that is set up early within their speech, given a lot of value. So it's talked around and, and it's given value so that when it's offered either separately or in addition to the main product or service you're offering, it provides even more value for your clients. So say, for example, you're selling a health and fitness program to someone, you're selling a, a, an exercise program to someone. So you'll do your big entrance, you'll do your in the honor, so you'll talk about your results or your client's results as a result of t- um, taking part in your exercise program. You'll do the Pentagon part one, so you'll say what exercise is, why it's important, the features and the benefits. You'll begin to tell people how, and then you'll sidestep into your story. Your story may be around your own personal experiences. Maybe you weren't very fit and healthy. Maybe you struggled with health complaints or being overweight. And as a result of that, you moved into exercise. So you tell your story, create that connection. You move out of your story and into Pentagon part two. So you tell people the remainder of the how exercise works. You overcome their objections in the what if section. And you tell them when they should start exercising or when the best time is if you've got a particular product or service, the dates that you offer your products or services. In addition to that, you may, throughout your speech at some point, focus on a decoy. So what you may do is you might start talking about how food and the fuel that we eat really plays a part in the exercise that we do. And that by eating the right things, having the right nutrition, you can further benefit your health, your wealth, and your exercise. Now, what we're doing with this decoy is you build up the value. So you talk about the benefits of nutrition, knowing the right things to eat, the right times to eat, the right products to eat to help you lose weight or to build up your muscle or for those individual benefits. So you focus on the features and the benefits. You build up the value of a nutrition plan and then you don't mention it again until later on. Later on, when you deliver your sale, you can then add in the decoy. In this scenario, it is your nutrition plan as an additional bonus, because what you've done is you've created a need and a desire. Your audience members or potential clients are thinking, I'm really interested in this exercise program, but he or she is right. I don't know enough about nutrition. I don't know enough about food. It'd be a lot simpler if somebody gave me the nutrition plan to work with also. So what you're doing is you're creating the need or the desire, and then you offer it later on either separately as an additional product, so you could be making two offers, or as an additional bonus later down the line. That is your decoy, that is step three of your breakout sections. And then we have step four, which are your success stories. Now in episode 17, we covered this in depth, which is the importance of testimonials and success stories to be effective within your speech. So an effective delivery of your speech You should incorporate your success stories, whether they're your own or other people's, those third party testimonials. And this is covered in depth in episode 17. So if you haven't yet listened to it, flip back to that because this will identify why success stories are so important. So that's a brief overview of the seven steps of the system, seven main steps a brief overview of the four breakout sections. And in addition, we have so many things that are 
I have a presence within your speeches, but that people don't identify. People wouldn't be able to know unless they're untra- unless they're trained. So you've got things like your elegant bridges between each sections, which are ultimately the elegant methods of you moving from one part of your speech to another without your delivery appearing clunky or mechanical. What they do is the elegant bridges create an elegant flow between each section. And they can be anything from a mini story to an example, a testimonial, or even just a one-line phrase. To the bridges between each of the sections of your speech, they're really important to effectively link each of those main sections together seamlessly. So your audience or untrained speakers, they're unlikely to be able to detect it, but you need to be able to understand and know to create that system. And finally, we have what is known as the river, which is tiny little components, which when combined together are ever present in your delivery, meaning that they're they're elegantly woven in to create a seamless speech. And the river, in brief, consists of your energy. Now, we briefly touched upon this in episode six, about you setting the energy for your room and the fact that you, as the main speaker, have the ability to increase or decrease or to change the mood in the room. That is one of your tools in your toolbox. That's energy. The next one is the you fixation. Now, you fixation ultimately is where you include your audience in your speech. I don't know if you've noticed that when I'm recording my podcasts even, I use the word you more often than I use the word I. I may tell a story. and For every one I, there should be a minimum of four of the word you. So what you're doing is you're placing your audience into your speech. Look at how many times I've said you in the space of that scenario. These are just really small little tactics that make a massive impact on your speech. So you've got energy, you've got you fixation, you've got eye contact. Eye contact is absolutely imperative. It creates connection. It creates that feeling of being wanted. It connects you to each individual member of your audience. It makes people in your audience think he or she is talking directly to me. Eye contact, absolutely important. And then we've got something known as the six C's, which I'll just give you the description of each. And then, as I say, in later episodes, I'll do deep dives into each of these. But the six C's are your charisma, your conviction, your connection, the content, your concern, and contact. All of those play a part. Let me just reiterate those six C's. Charisma, conviction, connection, content, concern, and contact. And again, these are all elegantly woven within to your speech. Then we have the I, which is your environment. You being responsible for it, making it's not too, sure it's not too hot or too cold as the speaker. Check in for, you know, if everyone in the room seems to be yawning, maybe it's too hot in the room, or maybe it's time for a break. Maybe uh, you can't see the screen because of the way the lights are glaring on it. So it's making sure that you are responsible for the environment. The Y stands for yes, because that's the answer you want from your clients. And the more you say yes within your speeches, the more your clients are likely to say yes to you. The E stands for exercises. Now, we've covered this in your audience management and audience engagement. Previous episodes I covered this over two episodes, in fact, because it's so important. But making sure that you do exercises and you engage your audience. That is what's known as the I. Then we have stage anchoring, which is where you're showcasing your past, your present or your future or you're rooting people to a particular spot or a certain point in time through your movement. Again, these are just all elegantly woven in 
These are not individual parts that you'll kind of have to cover. These are all ever present within your speech. And then we have your humor models, which we touched upon in previous exercises. So looking at things like self-depreciation, sorry, self-deprecation, utilization, calling back to earlier things and the element of surprise. I touched upon this model in the humor episode of the podcast, but humor is really important within your speeches. It disarms your audience. It lets them know it's okay for them to laugh along too. So it creates that connection. So humor within your speech, really, really important. Another one that we use is something that we call your state. And this is something that we actually practice doing, getting in state. Quite often before people begin a speech, they get in a state and panic. Getting into state is doing whatever it takes for you to be ready and prepared for your speech. That might be listening to music, something really energetic and upbeat before you go onto stage. It might be sitting in a room on your own, not talking to anybody and practice it having something that sets the tone for you, which means you're in state and ready to begin. Again, that's something that's ever present within your speech. Satya movements, which is body language, we covered this in episode 19, creating connection and rapport using movement. We looked at the importance of body language and the benefits to your speech. And this is again, something that you elegantly weave in throughout your entire delivery You don't focus on just one part and think I'm going to focus on body language here. It's ever present within your speech, elegantly woven in. And then we have connection. Now, I've absolutely hammered this home in previous episodes of the importance of connecting with your audience. So it's making sure you don't just try and connect at the start or in your story and then you you don't revisit it again. It's building the connection all the way through your delivery. Tonality. Nobody wants to listen to someone who's monotone and speaks the same throughout the whole speech. Tonality can alter the mood. It can set the tone. It can lift it up and lift the energy up or it can lower it down. It can create a huge depth to your speech. So tonality is absolutely important. And again, woven elegantly all the way throughout. Audience management. So we've touched upon this in previous episodes also, which is where you're leading your audience you're getting them involved, not allowing them to take over or detract from the speech or presentation, but allowing them to be involved enough to feel a part of your delivery. Now, all of these combine together to create what is known as the river, a river of items which is elegantly woven throughout your entire speech and that both you and your audience benefit from. Now, this system that I've, I've shared with you now, it's been designed to incorporate all of the most important elements of the speech And I've given you the briefest of overviews into that system in kind of 27 minutes so far. But when you learn and practice this system and you get comfortable with it, it makes a massive difference to your delivery. And it does take practice. It does take, for me to learn this entire system, it took the five days of Expert Speaker Revolution, continued practice and repetition over those five days to move to the competent level. And repetition thereafter to get comfortable with the delivery, but it is so, so worth it because that one system can be used in any area. And when you do practice it, you get comfortable with it when you're delivering those speeches. People are going to be saying, wow, I'd love to be able to give an off the cuff, ad hoc speech just like them. So many people are just totally unaware of how important the system is. But if you learn the system, you practice it, you go out there, you will get your message out there and you will be the person delivering on stage where, like I mentioned earlier on, Barack Obama or Emily Watson or Billy Connolly or Jimmy Carr, people are going, wow, it's so effortless. They look amazing at doing it. 
that's what the system will do for you too. So practice it, learn it, get on board with it and put it into your speeches in everyday life because it will make a huge difference. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast where I focused on speaker systems. I look forward to speaking to you soon.